0: it's time for roadworthy drive america's premier mobility news and technology talk show ken loves talking all about mobility changes while sasha loves the latest technology and jack just wants things to stay as they are so here they are the opinionated trio with a futuristic twist the roadworthy drive crew
1: Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Welcome to another hour of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. I'm Ken Chester in studio this week with the sweet and sassy kind of brassy Sasha Little. We're glad to have you with us. This week, as they say, we are armed and loaded for bear. The show is packed full of news and information, such as a tale of two cities. There's a right way and a wrong way to deal with the changing demands of mobility in your city. And we talk about... These two cities, European automakers, they're serious, they are electric, and they're putting their money where their public statements are, in America. We investigate. And then finally, it's all about the hookup. If you own a late model car or truck, chances are you're already connected, and we explain. Regular listeners to the program know how to get in touch, and if you don't, it's really easy. Call or text me via the Roadworthy Drive line. that number, 872-222-9793. If you would rather reach out via email, that address is ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, gets the job done, and we'd love to hear from you. So, hey, Sasha, how you doing?
0: I don't like snow. What do you mean? At all, sir. Yes, okay. At at all. Um, There was nothing but snow when I woke up this morning Mm -hmm. at the bright and early hour of 5.15. Ah. And then... um, They were telling me, oh, no, it should only be about, you know, two to three inches, light dusting. Mm -hmm. There was five inches waiting for me. Is
1: that like two inches of partly cloudy? Uh,
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Um, So I had to battle the the roads uh, to get here to the station, Mm -hmm. uh, to which included multiple languages... Um, that were not appropriate for children and or radio. I see. Um, but the DOT had my back. About 45 minutes in, they understood what was going on and how frustrated I was becoming, and they sent not one but three DOD trucks uh, ahead of me, one of which was actually going the speed limit, so I was able to safely follow him.
1: Were they plowing or sanding or salting? Uh, yes. I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm glad to know that the DOT is on their job as they usually are during winter driving.
0: Yes. And we have to give a big shout out. Thank you. Yes. Uh, No matter what state they happen to be in, they get into their trucks, they battle the elements, go into work to battle more elements in a heavier, thicker car.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Tank with a blade. Yes. Yes. Blade weighs tons. Yes. So it ain't no joke. So that's why they say, you know, don't don't get in front of the snowplow. No, yeah, no. you don't break check a snowplow, people. No, you do j- not. J- no. Just saying. No. Um, from the parts bin. The spe- parts speaking, bin. Speaking speaking of uh, abuse, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, Maryland did a study. Okay. Uh, because they wanted to know who was using the recharging stations that they had set up, and they had started setting up charging stations about four or five years ago. Okay, and then okay. we're finding that certain types of vehicles were parking there illegally. Now these are these are parking spots set up to recharge an electric car.
0: So, like wirelessly, is that what we're talking about? Not here?
1: necessarily, just to plug in, but a, a a public spot where you can plug in and recharge. Okay. So the question is, who might be violating this the worst?
0: Okay, now when you say that they're parked there illegally, right? What is the legal standing to park there?
1: Okay, the law. Their law. They passed a law in 2014. Okay, which made in Maryland uh, that limits parking to four hours, uh, even for the slowest charging electric cars to at least get 40 miles worth of range. And this was actually Montgomery County, Maryland. Oh, they okay. made it illegal to block a public charging space while not charging. Let me say that again, because we're in a brave new world now. Who would have thought you had to think about these things? But uh, illegal to block a public charging space while not charging.
0: So it was a. It's just like any other parking spot, um, mm-hmm. very similar to the ones for like expectant moms and so on and so forth.
1: Except you, pl- you Ex- can recharge there.
0: Okay, all right. And you're asking me who would have been the. Highest number of people that would uh, abuse this or break the law.
1: Yes, and yes.
0: Okay, I think for being charged longer or probably that four-hour time limit, maybe uh, let's see who, who are your slower. Probably the people that had like the slower charging vehicles.
1: Well, actually, you're 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 warm. Okay, but let me take this a little further. All right. They did a study. Um, these these and these are marked. No parking except electric vehicles. Uh, and they, they, they did a study between July 2016 and July 2017. Okay. In that year, 24 cars and one truck got tickets in those spaces.
0: For, for what ticket? What I mean, what was uh, their... For a-
1: parking there when you weren't supposed to or parking there longer than four hours.
0: Okay. So when they weren't supposed to, does this mean like standard, like regular gas combustion engines? Hold on
1: to that thought. Uh-huh. In that year, <laughs> remember I said 24 cars and one truck, Uh huh. eight of them, only eight of them ran on gasoline or diesel and didn't meet the requirements to park in the space at all. Okay. The remaining 16 tickets were issued to electric cars that overstayed the four-hour time limit or was never plugged in to begin with.
0: Well, then why would you park? Maybe they thought that it was one of those that would charge wirelessly?
1: No. No. I'm trying to give you guys an excuse, no. guys. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I'm really trying. No. Uh, the fine, okay, was sixty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. And it, hmm, sixty dollars out of my pocket. Sixty dollars is sixty dollars. Sixty
0: dollars that didn't buy me a brand new 60, pair of boots.
1: Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Now, the study wasn't able to determine whether the electric cars are overstaying their welcome because they needed more charge than they could get in four hours, or if the police were targeting more electric cars, or. If the conventional car drivers actually heated the signs in face of hefty fines.
0: Now, here is my question, because I happen to go through uh, some articles this week that mm-hmm. may or may not appear on our Facebook page for uh-huh. those of you that are on Facebook. Right. Um. What is their stance on commercial electric vehicles?
1: Well, first of all, do it, they have it does, any? It doesn't get into that, but you would think. That if it was public, number one,
0: it wouldn't matter whether it was privately owned or.
1: Well, it would in this case, uh, and if you are a an electric commercial vehicle uh, during the day, you'd be moving anyway, or you'd be at your terminal recharging. Think about that for a minute.
0: Perhaps you I'm know. just curious whether you
1: know, it, it. I don't have a copy of the law verbatim. <gasps> I know that, but it just that wouldn't research. that really wouldn't make any. Any sense because typically you're looking at delivery vehicles that are, are electric uh-huh. is what we're seeing, uh-huh. and uh, they're gonna stop, drop, and keep going okay. because they charge overnight because of this the setup that whatever company has them, you know, it would be just more advantageous logistically in all of that. Okay, so all right, uh, let me throw this at you. Throw, go ahead. Um Tesla's building. We talked about this <laughs> a, a plant in China. Yep, that's right. In Shanghai. Yes. They're planning to produce 3,000 Model 3 sedans a week. Oh. There. Oh, They said they need two years to build a factory and start production, and they're already plans to start transferring part of Model 3 production to China, Tesla's largest overseas market, next year. Now, um... Like I've said on this on this show before, yep. tariffs have consequences. Yes, they do. This is one of them. Um, since And we've told you this. China is the largest market for electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Why would you ship from America to sell in China when you're facing a 25% tariff in all this competition anyway, when it would make more sense since it's a larger market to build the plant there? And that's exactly what they're doing. In fact, would not surprise me, and they didn't get into this in the piece, but it wouldn't surprise me if they got to a point where they were actually exporting Tesla Model 3s back to the United States.
0: Yeah. Yep. I could see that.
1: I mean, you know, people – businesses are going to do what's in their best interest. And if they're, they're in business to make money, people, they are. That is what they do. And they are obligated – to their shareholders to maximize every opportunity. And if tariffs are going to make your product unattractive in a large market where you sell things, then you either build in that market, and we've done it before in the 80s, or you make changes. And in Tesla's case, it looks like that their volume model, which is the Model 3, uh, may actually be made in China, at least in part. And I guess the numbers will show to see if that ends up being in whole. Time will tell, but I thought I'd share that little thing because I thought it was interesting. Okay. Next up London, England, Arlington, Texas, two cities, two very different adventures of mobility. Stay tuned.
0: Facts, real opinions, real talk. You are tuned in to Roadworthy Drive on the Roadworthy Drive Radio Network. One little, two little, three little spark plugs,
1: four little, five little, six little spark plugs, seven little, eight little one and spark plugs, wait and power. Check those, check those worn out spark plugs. Check and change to champion spark plugs. Champion, champion, champion spark plugs. They'll save gas and power. You know, a spark plug check is the quickest, easiest way to find
0: out if your engine is performing its best. By merely looking at your spark plugs, your serviceman can tell if your engine is overheating or using too much oil and gas. He can get an idea if your ignition system is okay too. So have your plugs checked today. And if you need new ones, get New Champions, the world's favorite spark plug. With a set of new champions, you'll get an immediate boost in power, better mileage too.
1: One little, two little, three little champions, four little, five little, six little champions, seven little, eight little champions, spark plugs, they'll save gas and pop. If you're just tuning in, this is Roadworthy Drive. I'm your host for the hour, Ken Chester, in studio with the sometimes caffeinated, always opinionated show favorite, Sasha Little. Mobility. Simply stated, it's about how the world travels from point A to point B. In recent years, that word has taken on an expanded meaning as transportation is being rethought, remade, and reimagined. <laughs> the what, who, how, and where are all in the throes of change. Solar, electric, gasoline, diesel, below the ground, on the ground, heck, in the air. Even to space, everything is on the table and everything is changing. As the first cars changed the world's ability to get around on demand, regardless of income, so will this next revolution change the spectrum yet again. Now, there's no right way to do this thing, although some people are getting it right, and some, heaven help us, are missing the point entirely. And we wanted to take a look at a couple of examples. Um, A city that's doing it right, and a city that's doing it wrong. But we're going to talk about the city doing it wrong first. Okay. So we're not going to talk about
0: like perhaps companies that have to do with automotive. Are are you really going to go canvas? Are you really
1: going there right now? (laughs) <laughs> Last I heard, Sasha, they weren't returning your phone calls. Uh,
0: you know, I tried to What's get them. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know maybe if there's like something going on with their website, but mm-hmm. I tried to reach out to them and I got, a re- I got a reply, like an automated reply saying, you know, someone will be in touch with you shortly. Thank you for your interest in Canvas.
1: But wasn't that six months ago? Shut
0: up. No. <laughs> that was like yesterday oh because, you know, I'm a planner.
1: <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, Yeah. I don't know since when. Right, right. Um, but let's talk about this. Now, we talked about some cities overseas, most notably Hel- Helsinki. Finland, yes, yes, Uh Who got it right. Yes, they did. Now, you would think that a city as big as London with all kinds of traffic would get it right. Let me start with this headline. London is making life way too hard for mobility tech. Yeah, specifically the companies. I mean- There
0: is a lot of hoops that London is expecting. And there's a lot of, um, I would say, restraints that they're putting on, which is really funky considering what they were going to be doing with Paris and completely they didn't want combustion engines in the main part of that city. London,
1: Paris and some other cities. Right. Um, They expect the urban density in London to be like 66% by 2050? Wow. It's going to be tied up in there. Now, okay, just for reference, what is it in you're New gonna York? A- you're going to ask me that, aren't you? <laughs> no, yeah. Because uh, you- I
0: expect you to do your homework, sir.
1: I always do my homework. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. I just not a mind reader.
0: Did the dog it. Did the dog eat it? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we don't know how that compares to Helsinki, what is.
1: Los Angeles and Singapore
0: uh-huh.
1: are embracing this emergent movement as what you talked about, was it last week? Mo- no, or the week before. Mobility as a Service? Mass, yeah. That was two weeks as, ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, on the Tech with Sasha uh, available second hour. Yes. For those yes. of you that uh, are into that kind of stuff. Um, Everyone's into Tech with Sasha. <sighs> Everyone. Okay. London's regulators uh-huh. are stifling innovation even though there are changes abounding even in spite of their slowness and making things difficult they expect in in they expect the market for mobility as a service mm-hmm. worldwide right to be worth 156 billion dollars and uh, excuse me people that's not in 10 years that's not in 15 years that's in f- less than four years what yes
0: In less than four years. Yes, worldwide. They're saying what, 2022?
1: Yep, 2022. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, London is a cautionary tale because they're going to get left behind. Uh, The the people who are complaining are saying that this sort of thing, mobility, is part of what companies look at when they are trying to um, attract new businesses, younger people, um, and innovators. Uh, And uh, side note, uh, New York City, are you listening? I know that's right. Are you listening? Complex and time-consuming negotiations. I mean, I understand you want a plan, but you need to move motion, quickness today, (laughs) New York. Just saying. I'm just Just, putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Putting that out there. Let me give you this, and then I want to talk about a city that gets it right. Okay. Just China. The ride-sharing service, Didi, the one that Uber sold out to. That's right. That's right. Okay. 550 million users across 400 cities a year. Wow. And then you talked about Israel, I believe, last week or the week before. Right. Uh, They use a free crowdsourced application transit data app called MoveIt. That's M-O-O-V-I-T. It provides real-time information about public transportation schedules all over Israel. That is used by 150 million travelers in 2,200 cities in 80 countries and 44 languages. Well, I mean, please. And, and hold on. Yeah. It's downloaded by an average of over a million new users every day.
0: Well, I mean, it has to be. Israel has a huge, massive amount of... Uh, visitors or tourism every single i mean it doesn't matter what part of the year Mm -hmm. so i mean for something that gives the mobility across the entire country i mean that whoever thought that up genius
1: let me change gears go ahead arlington texas which i think is really ironic arlington Uh, texas has gm's largest and only suv plant Yep. Uh, your Chevy Suburban, Tahoe, your big Cadillac Escalade, um, your GMC, Yukon, all made at Arlington, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it is ground zero for the area's first free automated shuttle service available to the general public. They've done a Texas Mobility Summit in the town, which is an alliance of cities and research institutions. And they are also have the Texas Innovation Alliance, which also came to Arlington, where self-driving vehicles and a robotic pedestrian interacted at its third annual conference. Um, there, are, there are cities in the United States that are getting it right that are not on either coast. That are not Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, no. Even in a state where oil is king, even they realize mobility must change. And they're getting, they are serious. The North Central Texas Council of Governments uh, is a 12-county region, first metropolitan planning organization in the country to commit millions to an automated vehicle program. So there you go. Coming up, although China is ground zero for electric vehicles, it is not the only place where big things are happening. European manufacturers are making a statement with electricity in the United States. And that's next.
0: Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are listening to Roadworthy Drive.
1: Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for listening. I'm Ken Chester in studio with the F Professor, Miss little We're so glad you're here with us. For those of you who want to learn more about us and the show, visit RoadworthyDrive.com. Find podcasts of previous shows, videos of our behind-the-scenes antics, and so much more. The website is an excellent place to discover what we are doing in the universe of social media. Sasha keeps things light and lively during the week between shows with her interesting and inspirational posts. Be sure to like us on Facebook so that you don't miss a thing. Now, if you're truly mobile, no worries. You can also catch us on Google Play. Sasha, for those of you in the know, also hosts a short-format social media-only show called Wheels of Non-Consent, where she, well, Sasha, why don't you tell them a little more about it? Okay,
0: thanks. So, Wheels of Non-Consent, I quote-unquote borrow Mm -hmm. some of the cars that Ken actually gets from week to week.
1: Operative word, borrow.
0: (laughs) Some of which I give up quite willingly. Um, and others of which they not have to so much. have to be pried from my cold, fisted hands. Mm-hmm. So, um, this week, what I tend to do, I I am very active on Snapchat. I do it on Instagram, and of course, if you follow us on Facebook, um, that's Tech with Sasha or Roadworthy Drive dot, or Roadworthy Drive on Facebook. I have not uploaded them to the website, although I was going to ask Mister uh, Chester here to see if he wanted. Wheels of Non-Consent to be a segment actually on the website.
1: We can talk about that.
0: Can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, why don't we talk about it now with our fans? We
1: can talk about that.
0: Anyway, should you guys want to weigh in as to where you would like to have that go, they can always give us a call at our number.
1: Or email us. Or
0: email us.
1: Yeah, Ken at RoadworthyDrive.net. Or Sasha J at
0: RoadworthyDrive.net.
1: Either one. <laughs> For those of you in our markets that carry the second hour of our program. Be sure to stay tuned to the all-new breakout segment, believe it or not, real creative here, Tech with Sasha. (laughs) Uh, We turn our radio diva loose to talk about those mobility and technology topics that are closest to her heart or have her ready to rant. Heaven help everyone. (laughs) What's on Sasha's mind this week? (laughs) You better stay tuned for the next hour to find out.
0: Now, if their station doesn't carry our second hour, you can always, I will upload both hours of the podcast to either our website, or you can go to Google Play and download the podcast there. Mm -hmm. Either way, that way you can still stay informed because, trust me, you will want to tune in with Tech with Sasha.
1: Yeah, she's got something on her mind this week. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to give it away. You're just going to want to check that out. Okay, electric mobility for this segment. And honestly, it really doesn't matter if you have gasoline running in your veins. From Tesla to General Motors, Land Rover to BMW... Even Mercedes-Benz. Folks, hard fact here. The electrics are coming. And here's a hint. We ain't talking about hybrids. No. Pure Hybrids are so 2008. (laughs) Hybrids
0: went out with Lisa Frank, right?
1: Wow, wow, wow. (laughs)
0: You really had to go there?
1: Anyway, it's not an issue so much as about the environment or reducing our dependence on foreign oil. It just makes sense. Fewer parts. Uh, Your average internal combustion engine has over 4,000 parts. Yep. Your average electrical motor, 20 parts. You tell me which one's going to last longer.
0: Well, not only that, but I mean, it just makes economical sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have now seen here in our great state of Iowa, we see all four seasons here. We see snow, we see ice, we see sun, we see rain. Since when
1: is ice a season?
0: It's a season all to itself. Did you go outside and see the ice season?
1: The
0: first day of winter isn't until December 21st.
1: Yeah, I don't know who did that on the calendar.
0: (laughs) But anyway, we still see people out there, no matter what, driving their electric vehicles and not having a problem. And And not not just Teslas.
1: And they're not going to. Right. Fewer parts, like I said, no toxic fluids or gases. And check this out. Hardly no maintenance. Now, with the mileage range constantly increasing, we've reported about that a lot here. Uh A lot. Um, Even the most modest electrical vehicle will have a range that gasoline engines could have only hoped for. Although Volkswagen was brought over into the electric realm, kicking and screaming as a result of the $2 billion settlement with the federal government. And, oh, by the way, that was just U.S. They were hired out of pocket about this elsewhere around the world. The result of that commitment, Electrify America, is almost single-handedly making electric vehicles a thing, regardless of manufacturer. But even from Europe, Volkswagen's not alone. Take Mercedes-Benz, for example. They are building a new battery factory for electric vehicles in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And in case you were wondering if it's just some little make-believe plant, oh, no. (laughs) They're spending... (laughs) $1 <laughs> One billion—that's with a B, folks—dollars for that plant to, ele- to produce to uh, produce power sources for an electric SUV and a battery plant. Okay, their, their exact quotes: "We are bringing electric mobility from Mercedes-Benz to the United States."
0: End quote. Mm-hmm. And rightfully they should. I mean, people that Elon Musk made electric vehicles cool, cool. And they now people who have the money to spend for, like, let's say they want a Mercedes-Benz, what better way to brag about your new set of wheels? Not only is it a Mercedes,
1: but it's electric. Would you like a positive tariff story? Absolutely. We would love to hear something positive. Okay. Although Mercedes-Benz is not only talking about man- making the battery packs for its new electric SUV— It will also export packs to support other electric car production around the world. Uh, Excuse me, from the United States. Okay. From the good old U.S. of A. A. Now, let me throw this at you. Our friend's Volkswagen, which I thought dieselgate was probably the best thing ever happened to them. Amen. Because they had to get into electrics and they went whole hog with a nice shove from the federal government. Uh, They're talking about solid-state lithium-ion batteries. Now, very quickly, without getting all off into the weeds, it's more stable, heat-resistant, longer-range, smaller. Toyota's looking at it, too. There are some technological issues that they're having, but VW confirmed it's planning for solid-state batteries by the middle of the next decade. I know Toyota's in it, and 2025 seems to be the magical year. Uh, Again, the advantages, longer-driving range, smaller-packaging, Reduced chances of fire, easier cooling and conditioning, uh faster charging, and a longer service life. Can you imagine the possibilities with a battery that frees designers to make a vehicle look just about anything because you didn't have to worry about the packaging around an engine, transmission, exhaust, things like that.
0: That I I can't wait. I can't wait for that world.
1: That world is coming. Thank as goodness, as my sister would say with a quickness <laughs> now they say that energy density has been increasing at a rate of about 30 percent every two to three years they expect that to flatten out here from about 2018 to the 2020s but you're still looking at five to seven percent improvement in bat energy density of batteries a year still yeah which still ain't shabby folks but all we're saying is uh Europe and Japan ain't the only place where electric, uh, developments are happening. A lot of those are happening right here in the United States. So don't give up hope. But the note, the takeaway, the electrics, they are real. They are coming and it is soon. Now, finally, have you gotten a hookup? Chances are, are chances are that if you own a 2014 or newer vehicle, the answer is yes. Find out what that means for you during our last segment for this hour.
0: Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are tuned in to Roadworthy Drive on the Roadworthy Drive radio network.
1: This is the fourth and final segment for this hour of Roadworthy Drive. I'm Ken Chester in studio with Sasha Little. Thank you for tuning in. Now, as we've continued to grow, we continue to make changes to bring you the information, personalities, and topics that you love. <laughs> and for now, that's all I'm going to say. We've got some more stuff brewing, but we're not going to tell you exactly what. You're going to have to tune in and uh, find out what's going on. You're just going to have to find out for yourself. For those of you that get our 2 or listen where your station carries our 2, um, you're going to can. Some of the goodies that we've planned. Um, if you don't get our two where you're listening, you should still be able to pick it up on our website since we post all our podcasts there. Or if you're truly mobile, you can pick it up on uh, Google Play, Sasha.
0: It's Google Play, yes. And okay. you just look for a Roadworthy Drive.
1: A roadworthy Drive. Um, uh, and Oh, yeah. And I should add this note. If you're listening in Iowa, uh, we just got picked up by Podcast Iowa, I believe. Podcast
0: Iowa. Now, we are not officially on there yet. Okay. Uh, I'm waiting to hammer out. I'm waiting for them to get back to me. But, yes, we actually had Podcast Iowa reach out to us. And um, we are excited to actually add yeah. them to our list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will let you guys know via social media. Of course, it's going to be all over our Facebook page. Of course. So you want to look for Roadworthy Drive or, of course, you know, Tech with Sasha. Uh,
1: we're growing, y'all. Growing. Be- because of you. Thank you so much. Now, we're going to talk about the hookup. Uh, And I start with this question. Did you know that your late model car or truck is not only connected, most likely? (laughs) It's communicating. The question is, with whom and what's it talking about? And worse, uh, is it saying stuff about you behind your back?
0: Oh, I know that my uh, 2002 Pontiac Montana, which at the time of its May or at the time that it was bought... Um, was top of the line. Mm -hmm. So it was already connected with, uh, help me out here. It was
1: OnStar, but OnStar was more, not so much, it was a communication thing, but it wasn't connected to the internet.
0: Not really, but because of the upgrade that would have happened, now it's more digital, even in the older vehicles.
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure that a vehicle that old would have had Well, obviously, not a Wi-Fi hotspot, not (laughs) not transmitting information about the vehicle operation uplink. Um, Give me an example. My wife's
0: still talking about me, like a lot.
1: That sounds like a personal problem, Sasha. (laughs) Now, my wife's twenty seventeen
0: is probably talking a lot more.
1: Yeah, talking. And now, what they tell you is that that information is supposed to be anonymous, and it's collecting uh, generic information about the vehicle performance, things like that. Automakers, particularly Chevrolet and Tesla, oh. and I bet you didn't know Chevrolet, um, are doing what they call over-the-air updates. Oh, no, I knew that. See, we well, we've talked about Tesla doing it. Oh, yes. But uh, you might not have known that Chevrolet is also actively just starting getting into that. Mm-hmm. Now, the beautiful thing, if you are an owner, is literally you could change the attributes of your vehicle, which is what Tesla's been doing that you realize that even a six-year-old Tesla is still getting updates that will actually improve the performance of the vehicle?
0: Well, didn't they have like a 10-year warranty with them?
1: That I don't know if what the warranty was referenced uh, to their over-the-air Because updates.
0: it was it was a brand-new vehicle. So, I mean, right. it just made sense to me that when you talk about that, if you were asking me about a 10-year-old Chevy or a 10-year-old Hyundai, mm-hmm. I'd be like, eh, but it's a 10-year-old, brand-new, wasn't-even-here-30-years-ago car. Yeah, Yeah, I can believe that a Mm six-year-old vehicle is still getting updates.
1: Yeah, well, Teslas anyway. Right, Teslas. Here's a bombshell. Uh, The industry expects by 2021, 60% of light vehicles, that's cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs, and crossovers, Uh will be cellularly connected, whether it be 4G, LTE, 5G, or this uh, near technology called... uh, Uh, DSRC, which some of the cell companies use as well.
0: Yeah, see, and here's my thing. I am one of those firm believers that I believe that car communications need to have its own bandwidth. I mean, well, Jack kind of hit it on the head earlier when he was talking about when he went to the football games and how they had to have – Extra
1: cell phone towers,
0: t- cell phone towers just for the people there. Can you imagine the amount of data that's going to be transferred if it's on the same band as your as your right, cellular carrier right
1: now? We reported this last week during a from the parts band uh, where the FCC exactly. is dealing with that issue. Yep. But what they're looking at mainly right now. It's something they call vehicle-to-vehicle or vehicle-to-infrastructure communication, V2B or V2X. V2X, which either vehicle-to-infrastructure or what they like to call V2X, vehicle-to-anything. Yep. And they're looking more in traffic control, particularly communications to traffic signal timing and prioritization and traffic signs, vehicle-to-vehicle. Which is something Ford's been tinkering around with in England mm-hmm. uh, with, to enable collision avoidance safety systems in yep. a semi to fully semi to highly to fully autonomous vehicles. And here's a bombshell, people: Your National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is working towards a vehicle-to-vehicle stand, communication standard, which is supposed to come in around 2022. I have not heard anything about that lately, so as far as I know, that's still on the table. And if that's true, chances are good that the automakers will already be there by the time it's required.
0: Okay, now right then and there, I needed one of those celebratory like, sound bits, you know, where, ha! Ah! That'll work. And it's about time. Uh, I mean, w- about time.
1: Let me throw this out. Can you imagine vehicle communication It's vehicle to pedestrian. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, because it would actually communicate with your cell phone that you
0: are actually, or if you have like a smart watch or if you have anything that is connected the to vehicle, the Internet. Yeah, to the Internet. The vehicles themselves will communicate with each other saying, oh, there's a pedestrian coming, be it on a bike. Or but just walking. this will
1: actually send safety alerts to the pedestrians and bicyclists themselves. And I didn't know that vehicle to pedestrian is a thing. Yeah. But out of Semiconductor Engineering Magazine, on on an article they just published, it's a thing. Now, we talked about vehicle to network. That would be like an OnStar. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. Um, Which also allows them to push marketplace kind of stuff to sell you stuff and stuff. (laughs) And stuff and things and stuff. (laughs) And stuff and things and and stuff. And Um, things. Yeah. They're looking at. V2X as a key technology enabler for an enhanced uh, driver assistance systems. Right. 360-degree uh, non-line side of awareness, better traffic efficiency, increased situational awareness. So on anything, it would make autonomous and near-autonomous cars safer.
0: Okay, but here's my thing, because I live out in deer season. And And, and the deerson be a run
1: uh, And
0: you- I'm curious— Because that's great that the vehicles are going to talk to, you know, my smart, you know, watch or what have you. But is it also going to say, hey, there's a deer coming and Uh, uh, nope, make that five deer. There's five deer coming.
1: I'll tell you what, spoiler alert. (laughs) We're going to be talking about that towards the end of next hour Oh in in a vehicle that we'll be talking about that specifically mentioned large animal detection.
0: Now, how far away is that? Uh oh, well, we'll get we'll to second hour. We'll get to it get for to sure. Hour. And especially coming from me from somewhere in the woods, I can't wait to hear about it. So don't forget to join us on Google Play. See you next week. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions, Incorporated.